0: Hi everyone! Welcome to an emergency episode of the Dueling Reds podcast. It's only going to be me today. Uh, as you know, some of the work schedules uh, me and Jello have at the moment don't let us prefer, uh, record at at the times that we usually want to. We'll tr- we'll try to see if we can get it done tomorrow, Sunday, or throughout the next couple months, but. I don't know if there will be any regularly scheduled episodes, but we'll see. I, but I'm just making this episode just because it's just it's just kind of a state of things as a Manchester United as a fucking team right now because today's game against Crystal Palace. Who well done to Crystal Palace. They did a great job. They deserved a win. You know, 3-1. Three, one, three, one. I, I hate losing to Crystal Palace. Two years in a row, and lose to them at home. Uh, Roy Hodgson, you know, he gets it done, I guess. I mean, I he, oldest manager in the league. He's got some knowledge up there, and I know he's gray and wrinkly head of his. But, yeah, 3-1. You know, Andres Townsend gets that first goal. The penalty, I, firstly it was saved by De Gea, but then I guess the new penalty rules, he came off his line, so they got to retake it. Zaha puts it away. He scores. Old United player, by the way. And then Vannevay gets a lucky bounce. He gets to score his debut, which is good for him. He looks good today. Probably my man of the match from United, which is not that hard to do. All you had to do was play decent. You could be the man of the match. The team played terribly. But yeah, he made it 2 1. Game is pretty much out of reach anyway. And then Zaha just. Yeah, the pay as has another goal in that, but yeah. You I know, I'll I'll talk about the performance and individual performances later on, but this is this is exactly what I was afraid was gonna happen when we were entering this season. I just never not prepared for the season. It's just another transfer window where this board and the these owners, the Glazer family is freaking twats. Ed Woodward and Co. Matt Judge idiots, bank managers have no clue anything about this sport. All they know is how to make money out of this club, out of the fans. They don't give a shit about our team. They don't give a shit about us as fans. They don't care our feelings. know, We live and die by these results. We live and die by this team and how they perform on the field, but they don't care. They just care about bonuses they can have about saving money on transfers or whatnot. It's just, they gambled again. They're trying to gamble I mean, I still expect some business to be done before the end of this window, even before what happens today. But they're gambled again, three points. We're already six points behind everyone. Title race is over. We're back in the top four race. I mean, I wasn't expecting to be in the title race anyway, but, you know, it's, it's over before it even begins, honestly. You can't lose 3-1 at home to Crystal Palace if you expect to even be close to the top of the league. Can't even expect it. This is embarrassing, but the only signing they have this summer, Donnie Beek, which is, I, which, yeah, credit to them, great signing, great signing, but you know why it happened is because Edwin Sar, the director of football at Ajax, old Manchester United goalkeeper was the one that got the deal done. It wasn't our board that got that deal done. He's the one that's like, yes, we're, we need money in this team. I actually need money because of this coronavirus crap. You know I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a terrible pandemic. But we're using this as an excuse to not go out into the transfer market and make deals. Look at how it's spent by teams like Aston Villa. Leeds, they're spending more money than us. Well, yeah, like I said, Sar is the one that got that deal done because he was like, yes, we need the money. Van de Beek, I mean, he was going to go to Real Madrid, but they can't buy anyone until they sell some players. So he's like, yeah, he's available for $35 million, $40 million. Take him. That's why that deal got done so fast. We're like, oh, day, Friday, you wake up. Oh, look, look. Van de Beek, he might come to Manchester United. Oh, Saturday, guess what? Here we go for Britsy Romano. Says this deal's done. He's coming. And then next week he's holding up the shirt, he's ready to go, he's a Manchester United player. It's the first time I ever see a transfer being done so quick by Manchester United in years. And that was only because we had a guy that's got links to the club that helped us out with this deal, Edward Van IX. was Ajax. It wasn't to the credit of the Glazers or Ed Woodward or Matt Judge. They're terrible. They're terrible at doing business. We were not prepared for this season, which started today. We needed priority positions on the right wing. Jaden Sancho needed to be in. Ed Woodward, there was an agreement with Borussia Dortmund getting Jaden Sancho in in August. Player wages agreed. A structured deal with Dortmund agreed. And then Ed Woodward, for whatever reason, goes in to renegotiate to try to save some money. The deal was done, and he tries to renegotiate. We have needed a right winger for years. Ever since Cristiano Ronaldo left, we have needed a winger, and we have not replaced it. We have tried to fill in the gaps. We've had, we've gotten lucky with a few players here and there. Nanny's had some good years. You now Valencia needs the winger; he's okay, but we have not had a quality white right winger to take that number seven shirt. Ever since Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo left, we have swung and missed on guys like Memphis Depay. Alexis Sanchez, just idiotic deals, players that were not ready to take that shirt and play in that position for Manchester United is not good enough. Jaden Sanchez, he's got to come in. If he doesn't come in, and we buy a player like Ishmael Star from Watford, who would even make? Who would be a bench player for the rest of the top six? And you know we're going to expect him to start for us. Come in for forty million. How about you spend eighty million more to actually, you know? Try to make this club move forward, progress forward. But you know that's a deal that should have been done months ago, a month ago at least, before the season started. Jaden Sanchez should be in this team, and he's not. Another priority position position was center back. Uh, Victor Lindelof was the worst player, is the worst performance I have ever ever seen from a center back today. All three goals in his fault. Can't stop across. First goal comes in. I mean, the other defenders weren't putting themselves high in glory either, but. Got to stop the cross, man. You got to stop that. You got to stop it. Handball. You know, it's a tough handball, but you know, you still, you gotta, your hand is out there in the box. You got to get it out of there. And then, of course, De Gea says, and of course, there's a new rule. I mean, it is what it is. It's the new rule. You got to follow them, I guess. It sucks, but you know, you got to follow them. And then he just gets absolutely mugged on that third goal by Wilfred Zaha, which is just embarrassing. We have, we have, all season, we, know, we have known that Maguire and Lindelof are not a good pair. We need a good pairing. We need a, a center back. Dio Opamicano was available. If you would have paid $55, 60000000 Leipzig would have sold him, even though he did sign a new contract, even though he does have a release clause next year, next summer. If you would have paid the money now, we would get him in and we won't have any competition from him next summer when you have a good partnership with Maguire. And Ubum Bacano or Ubum Bacano with anyone because he would easily be our best center back. Two two priority positions just not, not addressed. Third priority position may be left back, not nobody getting in. Regolon, Sergio Regalon going to t- Tottenham. I mean, I kind of agree. I didn't want to buy that player if there was a buyback clause for Real Madrid, but you know what? Alex Tellez is available for 20 million, and we're not we're not ready to pay 20 million for Alex Tellez who may provide cover from Luke Shaw, but who may even start over Luke Shaw for how bad he was today. You know, I usually like Luke Shaw, but unbelievable. He was just terrible today. Maybe it's just because he's coming back from injury or whatever, but... I mean, I'll get to the player performances later, the manager's decisions later, but... I mean, Donny Van de Beek, that was a great signing. I applaud that signing, but that was, a f- that was not on the high-priority list. We needed a right winger. We needed a center back. We needed a left footed left back at least for cover for Luke Shaw. Or maybe even a start over Luke Shaw. Because Brandon Williams can't play there. Fosu Menza can't play there. We don't have another left back other than Luke Shaw. Marcus Rojo he can't play there. He's trash. Oh. I mean, Van was a good signing, but he was not in the top priority. I'm glad we got him. He provides cover for Pogba and Bruno. He can play either, either of those positions. I mean, he scored the damn goal today. So, I mean, but it was a fortunate goal. Unfortunately, it dropped it him, but he put it away nicely. Good for him on his debut. Unfortunately for us and for him, it was just under one of the worst performances I've ever seen in a while for Manchester United. It was absolutely terrible. But just another seat, just another transfer window of incompetence. Incompetence. Every time. Since Sir Alex Ferguson, is left, has retired. David Moyes, not backed in the transfer window. His only one that he was in wasn't backed. I mean, I don't agree with some of the players he tried to bring in. He said no to the Thiago Alcantara deal. He was supposed to be a Manchester United player, but Sir Alex Ferguson had that deal lined up for him right when he retired as a parting gift. He said no just incompetence and the director of football would have brought him in Ed Woodward what was he doing thumb up his ass they tried to I mean Flaney he did eventually come in but they got Flaney they were trying to get Flaney and Leighton Baines and they wanted this certain price wouldn't pay it and then in a a bit of desperation. They signed Fellaini for $4 million more than what they could have gotten him earlier when he had a release clause that expired because they waited too long to pay. Incompetence, once again, by the board. I mean, granted, Moyes wasn't the manager Manchester United needed. He was dreadful. He got sacked early, or later on in the season, before the season even ended. He was dread, He was dreadful. I mean, that season, I try to block it out of my mind, but, you know, it, it happened. It was an awful season. But you got, it also points to the fact that Sir Alex Ferguson somehow won a, t- won a championship. The greatest, the greatest manager of all time. Just papered the cracks over the ineptitude of this board and of this ownership. The only reason why they had success when they, they bought this club 15 years ago is because they had a player or had a manager like Sir Alex Ferguson able to save their asses and make this team look good. We won a freaking Premier League title with Tom Cleverley in the midfield, he started games for us. Tom Cleverley, Phil Jones. It's awful. It's, it's been awful. Louis Van Gaal, he comes in. He's got a good resume, good CV, experienced manager. Doesn't gets us back into the Champions League. Doesn't get back. Doesn't get the players he wants. You can go look back at it. He, he comes out a quote. He's like, Bayern Munich, they're run by former former you know players, people that know the game. Manchester United, he said, they, the people up top have no clue about anything about this sport, anything about soccer or football or whatever you want to freaking call it. We need warning signs, red flags, but we all know this. Every Manchester United fan knows this. It's just ineptitude, ineptitude. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, doesn't get back to the transfer market with the players he wants. So, I mean, he gets us. gets it's sacked after an FA Cup trophy win. I mean, good for us. If we won an FA Cup. T- not a high-priority trophy, but it's still a trophy. Jose Mourinho comes in, you know, another very repu- reputable manager. Very success- successful back in the day. Yeah, we bring in players like Paul Pogba, Zlatan, Romelu Lukaku. You know, some high-profile players. But, you know, they came in, especially guys like Pogba, Zlatan. They came in when we were in the Ropa League. They're trying to get us back into the Champions League. It's the only time this ownership and board spend money is when the sponsorship money is in jeopardy because we don't make the Champions League two two years in a row. We're not in the Champions League for two years in a row. That money goes down. Oh, once the sponsorship money is in jeopardy, once all of this extra cash for the board and the owners is in jeopardy, their bonuses are in jeopardy, that's when they'll spend money to improve this team. Once Jose Mourinho gets us back into the Champions League, wins the Europa League. Doesn't get back to the market. If you look, doesn't get back to the market, our, just the signings and Jose Mourinho's last summer. The signings they made were Lee Grant, who is our fourth string goalkeeper right now. Fred, who had a dreadful first season, but is actually one of my favorite players now. He's he's, he's turned it around, and Diego Dallo, who's been injury prone and has been pretty much a non-factor. The only thing he's got, the only thing he's done was win the penalty against PSG in the Champions League. That's the only thing he's done. And that's, uh, yeah, it was a great comeback, but that's a round of 16. What happened in the next round? Battered by Barcelona. But, Jose Mourinho doesn't get the players he wants. All right, Algonne Solskjaer, he comes in. Goes on a great run, gets the permanent job, struggles at the end of the season. Last summer, or the summer before, obvious signings. Aaron Wambasaka, $50 million. Harry Maguire, $80 million. Both a little expensive if you would have bought abroad. I mean, Harry Maguire's not an 80 million pound center back. I mean, the only reason why he was $80 million is because he's English, A. A. He's English, and B. Virgil van Dyke recently went to Liverpool for $75 million, So Lester's like, you know what? The precedent has been set for uh, center back. I mean, he's not a Virgil van Dyke quality, but I guess an international, like he's internationally capped. He's the England center back. You know, you're going to be paying a premium for him. Aaron Wambisaka, he's a bright young prospect who's also English. So, you're of course, you're going to probably add that $20 million in tax to him. So... There's that. And then you bring in Dan James. I mean, a championship winner. You're kind of gambling on that $15 million who was thrown in off the deep end immediately in his first season. He should not have been a first-teamer. He should have been a reserve player getting in maybe 20 games last season, but he's asked to play 40 games, 50 games. Not good enough. Bruno Fernandes should have came in last summer, but when we needed that midfield, we all knew that midfield was garbage. If one injury happened to Paul Pogba, which it did, Look what happened. Just disaster up front. Just disaster. We couldn't we couldn't do anything. Jesse Lingard, Andreas Pereira in there. Playing the number 10 role. Juan Mata, 800 years old, playing there. Luckily, and then when we do side Bruno Fernandes, we are almost at the point where we're going to sack oh, going to Solskjaer because the season is dreadful. We lose to Liverpool, embarrassingly at Anfield. We lose to Burnley 2-0. We like Olga Solshar was going to get fired. If it wasn't for Bruno Fernandez coming in and saving our asses, pretty much, Mm -hmm. willing us to the top three, willing us to the top three. You know, and then this entire transfer window, like I said, just inept. And teams like Chelsea buying a player every other day. Spurs just getting Bale and Reguilon back, pierre alma Holberg. They're doing de- they're doing deals. Everton are doing great deals. Everton look fantastic by the way. Liverpool, they get Thiago, they get Di- Diogo Yota. They get this back, get back up left back. They're spending money. Arsenal is spending money. Everyone is spending money. Newcastle is spending money. And they're trying to sell the club. The owner is trying to sell. And he's still paying money in the transfer market. The only thing we've done is buy Donnie Van de Beek and get rid of Alexi Sanchez, who's one of the worst transfers ever. Worst. Thank God we got him off the books. But there was so much more we needed to be done, and we just are inept. There's so much deadwood on the team that are just eating up millions worth of wages. Phil Jones, I don't know how he got signed to a new extension last year. He's going to be here forever. 2023, you got to be joking. Marcus Rojo, can't get rid of him. Like, just get rid of these players. Jesse Lingard's not good enough. Andres Pereira's not good enough. Juan Mata's not good enough, and they're still on the team. They can't make the bench, but they're still eating up wages that could be spent on players like Jaden Sancho, Diogo Macano, or anyone. Alex Tellez. Marcus Rojo, why is he still here? Sergio Romero. We bring back Dean Henderson, we call him from loan, or he comes back from his loan. We extend him, or we extend his contract for another six years. That's it for Sergio Romero. He's done. He's not the he's not the backup anymore. Get him out. Move these players on. Why are we keeping all why is our squad so big and so full of crap? ineptitude because we give these players big wages that don't deserve it. We can't move these players' eyes because the board don't know anything. They destroy the wage structure, and then they try to come out with these PR stories saying that they won't pay the wages that Jaden Sancher demands, which is, absolute, which is an absolute farce. This club is rotten to the core, and they take advantage of the passion of the fans from around the world. It's disgraceful. Like they make us feel bad for buying the jerseys of our favorite players, just because we want to support our players. Because we, I love these players. I love this team. I'm never not going to not support. I'm always going to be supporting Manchester United, even if the Glazers own this team forever. I'll still always support Manchester United, the, the team. However, the board, the ownership, they refuse to propel us. To anywhere near the top where we are supposed to be, you know that might sound. It might sound, I guess, spoil like, a, like I'm a spoiled brat or something like that. But you know what? Like, what? Why would you? Why would you get, become a fan of any sports team if you're not striving to become the best in any competition you're in? Like, if you're you're a fan of, I, I don't know, Chicago Cubs, I'm a fan of them. Why would I want them to keep on losing forever? That's why when the new ownership came in, they got Theo, they won World Series. You know, that was great. But you know what? That's not good enough for me. I want more. We ex- I want my teams to win. I'm not going to settle for anything less than first. But this team is not good enough for first, and the board just doesn't quite understand that, I guess, or the ownership. They don't understand it. the more successful you are on the pitch – the more money you make off the pitch. But rival fans, you know, they can have their fun with us. You know, I don't care. It doesn't affect me at all what you say about my team. It's, It's an embarrassing loss, I know. You know, good for you. You can banter us all you want. It doesn't affect me because I'm furious at our ownership group. I'm furious at the board. I'm furious. I wouldn't wish this situation on anyone's team. It's absolutely disgraceful. It sucks. And it's not, it, it sucks. I'll tell you that. It's terrible. Just having inept people run your team that have no, have, have no clue how to run a soccer team. No clue whatsoever. And the rival fans are like, "Oh, you've spent a billion, a billion pounds or euros or whatever, a dollars, whatever you've spent since Sir Alex retired." I don't get this argument. Of course, yeah, we've spent money. Doesn't mean we've spent it on the right people. The board refused to go for the for these managers' first options. Jaden Sancho is the first option I'm going to show. It's the number one target on his transfer. Listen, he's not in. He's not in before the start of the season. In a season where we're supposed to be closing the gap on our biggest rivals, and he's not, and our number one signing priority is not in the team before the season starts. Because we want to save a few million on a deal that Dortmund are not budging on. Everyone in the world knows they're not going to budge on it. Just pay the money, and they will sell Jaden Sancho to us. But it's all about those extra millions. Got to save those, I guess. Jose Mourinho, Louis Van Gaal. They've all said they, they have put in their transfer requests. Like, look at that. Look, at, these are the list of players that I, they wanted. And they didn't get them because the board just refused to pay the money to go get them. Why are you... I mean, if it ends up where the Star has a bad start this season, which looks like it could easily be. It looks terrible today. But then you're gonna, if, if it continues, you fire him and we have to start all over again with another manager who has to get his players in, his, implement his style of play. It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to back the manager. You have to give him the players you want. he wants. I don't understand what's so hard to figure that out. I don't understand how they can't figure that out, how that doesn't make you successful on the pitch, which makes you more successful off of it. Like I said, they haven't a clue about anything about this sport and how how to run a team, how to run a club. They just use it to fill their pockets. Disgraceful. Us and West Brom are the only two teams to take dividends out of their... The owners are the only two teams to take dividends out of the club. In the last 5, 10 years, $89 million into the Glazers' pockets. Dividends to the Glazers itself. It doesn't even mean the shareholders, because we're a publicly traded you know, institution, corporation, whatever, on the New York Stock Exchange for whatever reason. You can buy shares at Manchester United. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's all about the dividends, I guess. All that aside, though, we were dreadful today. It was one of the worst performances I've seen in a while. The right-hand side. I, is Aaron Wambasaka bissaka hurt? Why, he's on the bench. Why isn't he playing? Why isn't he playing? Dan James, why is he playing at all? Why is he starting? Why is he playing at all in this game? It's a low-block Crystal Palace who are going to sit back and defend. They're going to try to grab a goal, and then they're going to defend that lead. What's a speedster, a Daniel James, who doesn't really have that high of a football IQ, going to do? What is he going to do? Run into eight players? No, Like, what is he going to do? Poor selection. Scott McTominay is not a CDM. He's dreadful there. We saw it last time he played Crystal Palace in the Project Restart in summer. He's awful. He got taken off at halftime. He was trash. Fred has been Amazing. All of 2020. He was amazing in the Europa League. That last game he played against Sevilla. One of the best players on the field. Why can't he get in the team? Is this favoritism by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? What is going on? Why isn't Fred playing? Is Manchester wasn't Mat- 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 on the bench, so he must have an injury or something. Manchester should be playing if he's not injured. He must be injured. But if not, it should be Fred who can actually play CDM. And then why is Scott McTominay allowed to play 90 minutes? That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen by him. He was awful today. And, he gets, and Paul Pogba gets taken off. Who wasn't that great himself, but who could still play the CDM role better than Scott McTominay? Good gracious. Victor Lindelof, atrocious. Oh, absolutely atrocious. Sweden, like in the international games before the season started, Sweden manager said he's looking gas. He's looking tired. That's a concern right there. And he's out there just playing right away. Aaron McGuire got arrested over the summer. He's our captain. He just doesn't have any leadership qualities on the field. Doesn't. Just not a good part. Those two just don't work. They don't work. Luke Shaw, awful today. I don't know if it's just his first game back from injury or what. But it, apparently he was good in the friendly last week against have some Villa, which we lost as well, by the way. We lost 1-0. Pogba, not good today either. But then again, he just did have coronavirus. Is that, or that? Is that, is that a factor? Maybe Van de Beek should have been starting over him. Maybe Pogba needs to be coming in off the bench if needed. Bruno, not good going forward, but at least he shows some effort. He's our best, best defender today, and he's our number 10. He should be the captain. I don't know why he's not the captain. Harry Maguire is not the, should not be the captain. It's, it's embarrassing. Ugh. Rashford, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's been awful for a while now. martial has got no service. What's he supposed to do? The subs in Gallo. Why is he playing ever? Why is he ever playing? He is awful. Like you know, I I love the story. I like Agallo as a person. I like he can play in the FA Cup. He can play in the Carabao Cup. I don't care. He, what does he what does he bring? He's just he's a Watford level striker. The reason why we bring him in because we just panicked at the end of the January window because we needed some some sort of backup for Martial, and he comes in and just can't do a thing. It's bad. It's really bad. Just only sign them to get 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 the social media impressions up in Nigeria and in Africa or whatever. I mean, yeah, that's fine. You know what? If you're gonna do transfers like that, how about you make some good transfers? Christian Pulisic was available a couple years ago, and you let Chelsea get him. You know, as a team, so focused on its brand off the pitch. You know, getting the best American player on the market—that's a good start, right there. America, that's a huge market. A lot of fans in America. It would have got a lot of new American fans too if you signed Christian Pulisic. Uh, who else? I don't even know who else. The fact that Scott McTominay stand for ninety minutes—I can't even get past it. I mean, that's shocking. Milan gonna sell Bad team selection for me. Didn't really create anything. Only chance we had the box that Greenwood header, who, which he missed. The goal was a fortunate bounce to Gvennebe. He put it away nicely. Good for him. He should be starting next week. All I say is there better be some new signs And because this board has come into another season, has allowed us to come into another season unprepared. We look tired. We just we got ran off the park by Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but, you know, Whatever. It's just... Tough start the season. We're six points behind everyone now. One game in, we're six points behind people. It's bad. It's already bad. I mean, I just... I just... it's number, it, I just... I just knew... I just knew I was going to have to do an episode like this sometime... Just because I know with this board and this ownership group that we're inept, we refuse to back the manager ever, giving him his first options in the transfer market. Why are we waiting? Why are we gambling away points in the season to save a few million? Why? It's embarrassing. Glazers out, Woodward out. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll tweet that out on Twitter. But what does that really do? It doesn't really do anything. They're just like, there's no fans. I, I can't even imagine if there's fans in the stadium today, what they would have been saying, what they would have been singing, Would they have been on the backs. Booze would have been ringing out, I can tell you that. That was a dreadful, dreadful performance. I mean, even with all the ineptitude in the transfer mark, I still expect to beat Crystal Palace at home. I like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. It's not this entire situation is not his fault, but the performance on the field today, He's at fault for some of it. The players didn't play well. But he didn't put the he didn't set up the team, right? He's like why is Scott McTominay starting games? He needs to be starting games in the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, or if there's an injury. He cannot be playing in the CDM role. He can't play there. He can't. Fred, he Needs to be playing if Matic isn't playing. If either of those two can't play, Pogba needs to be playing the CDM role. God. Dreadful. It it was absolutely dreadful. But, you know, next week – I mean, we got Carabao Cup game. I don't really care. It's Carabao Cup. Who cares? That's against whoever. Luton Town, who – I don't care. I don't care. Tuesday. Yeah, and I'll be wearing that big red clown nose. We'll Turning, tuning into that game or listening to that game. But yeah, we play Brighton next week. Who have looked really pretty decent against Chelsea. Chelsea didn't look good, but they—you know what—they still got by them three-one. That's the difference between us and the teams like Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City. They cannot. They can play. They can play pretty badly and still get away with three points. We can play. Well, we, if we played badly at all, we're screwed. We're absolutely screwed. So, yeah, this is the emergency episode, I guess. Sorry we didn't get to, you know, get to preview match week two. It, I, I would have made myself look like an absolute fool on that prediction show in regards to this game because I was not expecting this. But, you know, I would have felt it was unfair to you guys if I didn't offer my – if I didn't offer – you know, my reaction to what what the hell I just watched today earlier, but you know, I'm still I still support this team. I still love these players. I still love Oliver and Solchar. I'm still gonna be tuning in of these games. I still hope for the best, you know. But the thing is the title race is over immediately. I didn't expect us to win the title this year, but I want us to at least, you know, not be out of the title race after game one. Top four is gonna be a sticky situation. Arsenal looked good. Tottenham's brought in Gareth Bale, Sergio Regaland. I mean, they've strengthened as well. We better do some damn business. I'll tell you that. We better do some goddamn business before this fucking windows close. That's all I got to say. I hope this result wakes that board up, wakes the ownership group up, because the fans are not happy right now. We are not happy. And then they call us out for mass hysteria on, 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 on social media. They're saying it's just mass hysteria that they're not going to be bullied in the transfer market. Why are we supposed to be proud of not paying fees for players that deserve those fees? It makes zero, like, it's incompetence. It makes no sense. But you know what? I'm, I'm not even surprised at this point because we've just been dealing with this BS for years now. And we don't have a manager like Sir Alex Ferguson to save us. You no, know, I'm looking ahead. I'm. A, I just wish we could play tomorrow because I just want this taste of this game out of my mouth. But I have to live with it all week and I gotta live with it all week, you know. But it happens. Stuff like that. You know, there's bad results. You, you, you can't expect to go through a whole season undefeated, winning every game, smashing everyone. But at the same time, you can try to prevent results like these by preparing for by preparing the team for the season, which this board did not do. So, if you're listening to this, thanks for tuning in. I, I'll let you guys know. On, on twitter whether or not we'll be recording episodes but yeah like i said work schedule we've been having i think the quality might be a little bad too right now but the work schedule because i'm kind of recording this on my airpods but it's bad right now that's all i'm saying it's really bad but yeah thanks for thanks for listening here for listening um no, only bright side of the day was the Everton and Leeds parley. I mean, that was the bright side. But otherwise, other than that, not a good day in terms for a Manchester United fan. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to have a good rest of my weekend. I hope you guys do too. And uh, thanks for tuning in.